Hey friends, welcome back to The Truth About Growing Pains. I am your host, Tiffany Lovell, and today is a snow day here in Georgia, so I have the house to myself, which is spectacular, and I intend on spending the rest of the weekend cooped up and enjoying my time to catch up on things such as this podcast. So I have not recorded a podcast episode in some time, not intentionally, but because some other things have kind of taken my attention and my focus into different places. But this is something that I am definitely still passionate about. And so I want to make sure that I start to hold myself more accountable and get these episodes out. I have a lot, a lot to talk about and especially today. And I think that today's episode is probably going to be my best podcast episode yet simply because number one I feel like since the last time I have recorded a podcast I have grown so much it is insane the amount of growth that I have experienced in the last I would say two months and I'm so thankful for that and the topic that I want to talk about today is something that is really evident in a lot of people's lives and I think if I can shed some light on onto this topic I can help so many people move forward and have a stage of growth as well. So what we're going to be talking about today is how trauma can manifest in your body and affect you physically and mentally as you mature into an adult and how if not properly dealt with when it begins to manifest itself can disrupt your life. So let's get started. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. So this episode is going to be pretty deep and I'm going to be talking about some things that I have dealt with personally as far as trauma um, goes. So I want to keep it lighthearted. I know that that sounds a little crazy to say because the topic is a little bit heavy, but I am tired guys of being so serious all the time. And just because we are talking about serious things doesn't mean that we still can't just lighten the load by making it lighthearted and taking it with a grain of salt. I have lived my whole life taking things so seriously into context. Why did this happen to me? It's not fair. There must be a deeper meaning. Everything happens for a reason. Guys, I can't live in that space anymore. Some shit happens. Some shit happens and that is life. That is absolutely life. Everyone has things that we go through. Some of them may be worse than others. However, we just keep moving forward. That is all that we can do. And I truly believe that God would not put us through anything that he knows that we cannot handle as a person. And our test becomes a testimony. So that is why I'm here to talk about things. And I don't feel uncomfortable talking about things anymore. I don't feel like I need to back into a corner or keep my mouth shut. And that really lights 
my heart on fire. But again, let's just move into this episode really lighthearted. I don't want anyone to listen to this episode and feel depressed or sad or start to really like overthink their traumas. That's not the point of this episode. The point of this episode is to let you know that you're not alone. We all deal with trauma. It's about how we handle it and how to move forward so that it doesn't hold us back. So I'm going to go ahead and start telling you about some of my bigger traumas that I experienced as a child and how I never really was able to deal with them and how it really caught up to me in my early 20s and ultimately led to rock bottom in my life and then how I was able to come back from that stronger than ever. So I wouldn't say that my childhood sucked, but my childhood was pretty rough. Um, My mom ended up getting on drugs when me and my twin sister were very young. And I have like some terrible memories associated with that. And, you know, all we really wanted was to have a mom and to have her around because what little girl doesn't? And she could never stick around. And, you know, now that I'm an adult, I don't hold resentment towards her for that. But as a child, it is really hard to understand. And... That kind of put me in a place of like suppressing a lot of internal emotions because I just could not wrap my head around why would my mom come in and out of my life, but she never stayed. And it just made me feel like I wasn't good enough um, to keep her around. Um, My biological father was also kind of in and out and we never really connected in a sense of me feeling like I could fully trust him or want to go to him with my problems. Um, He wasn't really in a mental headspace without my mom around to raise two kids and he kind of recognized that. So he took a step back and um, thankfully one of my um, mom's family members, he ended up pretty much taking us in and he is like a father to me and um, he, you know, replaced some of those horrible memories with some really amazing memories. So I truly believe that he was a God-given and um, he really helped shape me and my sister's lives. And I also had an older sister. She was 15 years older and she was, you know, the closest thing to um, a mother that we had. And she was you know, trying to go to college and trying to do um, the adult things, but she was most definitely around in our lives. And so while we were dealing with um, not having a mom in in our lives and while we were dealing with all these things, we did have an amazing family. I had an amazing grandfather and an extended family that really took care of our needs and took care of us. Um, money was always an issue. We were always bouncing from house to house when I was, when we were living with our biological dad and, um, we never had money. We were very poor and there were times I remember we didn't even have groceries in the refrigerator and, um, me and my sister kind of learned to live off of junk food and potato chips and ice cream. And my family always made sure that we had new clothes each year for school, that we had groceries if we needed, that we were fed and taken care of. And looking back on it now, I am so, so thankful. And that I truly believe saved our lives and saved us from ending up on a path of self-destruction. So um, 
I now work in a women's prison and I work with women who perhaps have, you know, went through similar things as I have, but maybe they didn't have that extended family. Maybe they didn't have a father figure in their life. Maybe they didn't have a twin sister to confide in and to feel safe with. And I think about those things as I'm working with these women now, because I could have ended up where they were if I didn't have these amazing blessings. And it just allows me to understand and have a um, sense of understanding with them. And that is, you know, looking back at my past, um, that is such a huge, huge wake up call. Like, Hey God, I see you. I see that some things that I maybe didn't understand that were happening at the time happened because of your plans for me in the future. And looking back like that is something that will truly, truly just open, open eyes. You know, it's all about perspective and how you look at things. And so um, childhood was difficult and we got made fun of a lot um, because we were, you know, kind of poor and um, all of the other kids seemed to have like pretty decent families and they knew that our family was not exactly the the best and unfortunately kids are mean and um, so that kind of played a role on my self-confidence as I started to grow into myself as an adult. I really had zero, absolutely zero self-confidence in myself until maybe I was about 19 years old and um, that was really hard going through high school and you know, showing up every day and trying to fit in and trying to connect with my friends, but deep down feeling like a nobody and deep down feeling like I, you know, was useless was really hard. And I carried that with me into my adulthood because I just didn't understand how to deal with it. And I didn't understand how to work through it. And no one ever sat me down and said, I can tell that you're not self-confident. I was very shy. I think that was, um, that's something that we could look for in young adults and teenagers and children. When they are extremely shy, there could be some trauma going on. There could be some undealt feelings going on. So I think that a lot of people misinterpreted my my self-esteem issues with me just being a very shy individual, but it was actually completely not the case. So even into high school, that was very hard. Um, at the age of seven, I was in a very unfortunate um, circumstance. My mom had some custody of us at the time, and she was always kind of back and forth between sober and drug use, and she was a very hard drug user. And me and my sister were with her one weekend, and my um, adopted fatherly figure had dropped us off at her house for the weekend and um, she kind of had put on a front as if you know everything was normal she was fine she was sober but he wasn't really buying into it but he had no legal obligations to take us with him and she was having a party um, at the next door neighbor's house and there was a lot of people there looking back I do remember that night completely and there was a lot of partying a lot of drugs and me and my sister were kind of just there hanging out and um, you know she really didn't have anything else to do with us so long story short we were taken back home she tucked us into the bed later on in the night someone 
a man from the party was watching us the entire night and my mom was very high. She would have never picked up on that. Neither would anyone at that party. And he made his way to our home where we were sleeping at the age of seven alone. And he molested me. And, you know, really um, could have killed me. Um, but by the grace of God, me and my sister were able to to get out together and to run away. And we made it out of that situation. I hate that it happened. It's still just talking about it. It doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. I just hate to think about my seven-year-old, my sweet, innocent seven-year-old self going through that because I think that's when a lot of things really changed for me. Um, that's when I kind of went from being a child to growing up really fast and having to learn about things really fast in a very hurtful and damaging way. So that, I would say, is the start of where my traumas were being buried. Um, I really had no self-confidence. I depended, depended on others um, for <clears throat> my self-confidence, and I was always fearful of um, extreme things that could never happen, but that is how my trauma manifested. So, for example, as a kid, um, I could watch a movie about Anaconda, and then if I went outside to play, I literally could not play because I was so scared that an Anaconda that I had seen from the movie was going to come out and um, kill me. And those are things that even a seven-year-old really understands that is not a real thing, and my trauma was just manifesting into fears, daily fears. And I, we went to live with my aunt and she's an amazing Christian woman, amazing. And I think that living with her for the time after that period um, really helped shape our lives. We went to live with her and, um, you know, she was so, so helpful in talking with me through some things. And she was just very open and honest because at that point, that's all that was on the table. And she was such a big reason, I think, that I did have some sense of healing. But then everyone else, um, instead of allowing me to cope with it and allowing me to deal with it, everyone else was just, they felt sorry. They felt sorry for me. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys right now. When you have people that feel pity for you and they feel sorry for you and they just don't allow you to just be hurt and then they're hurt because you're hurt and they tell you constantly, I am so sorry, I am so sorry. And that is a really, really horrible place to be in because it doesn't make you feel better. I wish they would have, I wish my family, my extended family would have been more like, yes, this happened. And it is unfortunate, but you are a strong little girl. You are strong. And this is going to make you stronger. And God will take care of you. And you are so loved. And we do not think you're damaged. And you are not broken. 
I really think I could have been told that instead of being felt sorry for. And so from that age, from around seven up until I was a teenager, it kind of shifted into my family would say things like, we can't believe you girls turned out the way that you did. We can't believe you girls went through all of that and you're still healthy and you're not on drugs and you're not pregnant. And wow, that is almost like, hello, like stab to the chest. And I don't think they ever intended it to come out that way. But I, looking back on that, I don't know how they could think that's okay. And I think maybe you only understand what to say if you've been through trauma. So if you're listening to this and you've been through something similar or something that really had an effect on you and people said things like that, I'm sorry. And you understand what I mean by that. And so then... I always felt like I had to prove myself to people. I always felt like I had to prove that I wasn't broken or damaged or that I was capable. And long story short, um, I never really felt like a real human being and capable of doing whatever I wanted to. I just felt like things were just going to continue to just fall into place the way they would fall into place. And I was kind of numb and spaced out and along for the ride. I ended up moving in with my high school boyfriend when I was 16, and uh, it just breaks my heart to think about what was going through my mind at that point. Um, Moving in with your boyfriend at 16, that's something that most teenagers, you know, don't really think about, and I had no really, like, major goals. I didn't know what I wanted to go to college for. Um, I just kind of, you know, went, went through the motions. I was very smart in school, very smart. Um, but like learning was something that just kept me busy in school and gave me confidence versus trying to fit in and be social. Didn't really do anything socially in high school. Um, me and my sister were on the swim team for a couple of years. And, but even then I, I struggled majorly with my self-confidence and, So after moving in with my boyfriend at 16, I continued down that path of, I'm here for the ride. I want to just make other people happy. I have to prove myself worthy. I have to prove myself not broken. I'm a normal teenage girl, and this is my life. And I lived like that for a few years, and I don't really know what happened. I think it was just part of me growing up and kind of changing my perspective and my mindset But all of a sudden, I just wanted more. And I had always been a hard worker. I had worked for everything that I had from the time I was 14 years old. And, you know, even in high school, everything was paid for by me because I worked. And nothing was ever handed to me, um, like some some of my friends and things like that. So I had that instilled in me. And I continued to be a hard worker. And... I think that that had a lot to do with me realizing I can do hard things and I can take care of myself. And that's when I started to just feel independent. The self-confidence still had to come on later, but the, the, the realization that I can be okay alone and I can take care of myself and I can, I can be the one who loves myself versus seeking love from others. When that hit, that is when everything changed for me. And so when I was about 19, 20, I really shifted into taking care of myself. 
and me and my sister remain close. Like she was my only, only true friend. She knows my darkest secrets. I, you know, we depended on each other. And I think that that is a reason that we truly survived our childhood was because we had each other. And I think that having a twin was a God given, although my mom was terrified when she found out she was pregnant with twins. Like she really wasn't sure she wanted another kid in general. And when she found out she was having twins and she's very open about that, she was, you know, in shock, but hello, God, thank you. You, you knew the things that we were going to have to go through in order for us to have this testimony, in order for us to be the persons that you, you know, wanted us to be. And thank you for giving me a twin to live that life with, because without her, I don't think I could have made it. So fast forward to the healing process. I buried trauma for a very long time. I did not deal with trauma And I didn't, I kind of wanted to ignore it. Like, okay, now I'm independent. Now I can take care of myself. We're just going to pretend like none of this happened. And that was not the right way to do it. And I ended up having severe anxiety in my early 20s, panic attacks, almost feeling like I was two separate people. I would have a side of me that I knew and trusted. And then I would have a side of me that was doing crazy things that was acting out that was, you know, drinking a good bit of alcohol and then yelling at my friends and family, um, always wanting to party and be around other people. And I just didn't feel comfortable with myself. And it was because I was trying to pretend like I hadn't went through certain situations. And then I realized this stuff is catching up to you. It felt like a weight in my chest And I was like, you have to deal with this now and you have to talk about it because the more you talk about what happened to you, the more you talk talk about your traumas and circumstances that nearly killed you, that you don't want to talk about, the less power you give it. So I started to tell a few of my friends and I opened up to one of my girlfriends and if she's listening to this. She knows who she is, and I love her to death. And I just felt really comfortable with telling her, and I opened up with her, and I said, you know, a lot of things have happened to me, but one of the biggest things that has happened to me was when I was seven years old, and I was molested and sexually assaulted, and it was a really hard time, and I still um, struggle. And she looked at me, and she said, I have to tell you something. Um the same thing happened to me. And like God moment right there. He knew that we needed each other and that we were going to open up at some point in our friendship. And it took us about two years to really open up to each other. And she told me her story and it, it really put my thoughts into perspective because her story uh, broke my heart, but she's so strong. And unfortunately, she never really was able to deal with it and open up about it. She never. And not, not once has she still yet been able to move on because it's something that she has learned she had to tuck away. And I told her recently when we were talking, I said, you have to deal with this. 
You have to deal with this right now. You have to get it out. You have to talk about it. And you have to heal from it and you have to move on. And she's doing that and I'm so proud of her. And I can see the change in her since she's done that. So that gets me to the point, friends. Some shit happens. Some really messed up shit happens. And you are like, why? This sucks. And it is hard to go through. And I know that. But it makes you stronger. You have a test and you have that you've went through and you can use it as a testimony to help others and you can find the good in it. That is where the good comes into play. Bad things happen to all of us. Bad things don't happen to good people. Bad things happen to good and the bad people. How you deal with it is what dictates if you're a good person or a bad person. I am sharing this because I know someone is listening to this that needs to hear this. And my journey has allowed me to be the woman that I am today. And I'm telling you that the woman I am today is a strong, fearless, independent, badass, motherfucking woman. And if I wouldn't have went through all that, if I would have had the perfect quote unquote life, who would I be as a person? I probably wouldn't be the same person. And I know that I have went through the worst of the worst and I can handle anything. And knowing how strong and how capable you are is a, a sensation that I hope everyone finds one day. And sharing your story should be something that you should never be ashamed of. Realizing that you're helping other people, giving it less power is going to allow you to continue to heal. Bottling things up and pushing them in a corner and feeling ashamed That's not the way to go about things. And I hope that that is the message that I get across today. If you continue to hold things in, you're going to destruct your life. You're going to turn to alcohol. You're going to turn to drugs. You're going to turn to partying. You're going to turn to seeking acceptance from other people and constantly feeling not good enough. And that is not how God wants us to feel. That is not why bad things happen. Bad things happen to shape us. And to allow us to help other people. And so that is the whole point of this podcast. And I know that that was a lot thrown at you. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. And I might go into some more details in the future. But I think that is a great summary for this podcast. And I am not ashamed to share it. There was a time where the idea of telling my story freaked me out. And now I'm at a point I'm so confident in my journey and the things that have happened to me. And I'm confident with who I am as a person because I've shown up consistently every single day for myself. I'm so confident in sharing my story. Um, one of my goals moving forward is I want, I want to allow God to use my story to help other people. And um, I am hoping to start a, um, you know, a trauma group for women where we can all sit and meet and share our stories and help. Um, especially, I would love to help especially young girls and um, young adults who don't have anyone else to turn to. So those are my hopes. And remember, guys, <clears throat> don't take this. You better damn not feel sorry for me because you know, if you've been listening, that I cannot stand that. But I want you to just, I hope that if anything, 
you can take this and realize you never know what people go through. And even people who go through the worst of the worst can still come out and be so joyful and so happy and help other people. And don't feel sorry for them. Don't feel sorry for yourself if you have went through something similar. You are not a victim. Do not ever allow yourself to feel that way. If you start to feel that way, give yourself a gut check. To wrap this podcast episode up, I hope that I have helped someone. I hope that sharing my story gives other people the courage to share their story. I hope that you can take some of the shit that has happened in your life and find the good out of it. And I hope that you trust and believe in me when I tell you that things will get better. There is a light at the end of the tunnel and you are so worthy of all the good things in your life. With that I am going to end this episode. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to reach out to me on social media. If you need someone to talk to further, underscore Tiffany Lovell, underscore, I would be more than happy to talk with you. Um, That is my Instagram handle. Feel free to reach out to me if you are listening to this and you need someone to talk to.